to count us down in five four three two have a holiday jolly christmas <laughs> it's the best time of the year let's go steven i don't know if i was about to say something different <laughs> What a great Christmas album. What album is it? Uh, Michael Bublé. Mm. Like my favorite Christmas song by him is Christmas Sweater. Mm. The song is great. He's like one of those people that doesn't have to do any work anymore because he just peaks every year around Christmas. <laughs> and like hibernates until the holidays. Yeah, he put out the 10th anniversary edition last year, I guess. <laughs> Still, and, and his, his top three songs on Spotify are all Christmas songs. He's really good, though. Yeah. Kind of like Mariah Carey, where she just all she has to do is just live off her Christmas music for the rest of her life, and she's just set. Yeah. Welcome to episode 96 of Santa Mira After Dark. I'm Jeremy. I'm Steven. And we're back with a new logo, approaching uh, approaching episode 100. Um, I, I think I have an idea for episode 100, but... Um, I'm not sure yet. I think we could do like our top 10 movies of all time or something like that. Mm. I don't know. We'll, we'll do. I want to do something like that for episode 100. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure what. I don't know like when it will fall on the calendar like where it lines up with, but. Yeah, maybe we can bring previous cast members. <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll return for an episode or two. <laughs> But, um, so what are we talking about today, Steven? We're talking about the final installment in the Silent Night Deadly Night franchise. Silent Night Deadly Night 5 Toy Maker. Yes. But, uh, before we dig into the Toy Maker, um, you took it upon yourself to binge watch this entire franchise in a matter of days. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious about like where your head's at and like <laughs> yeah that was crazy I did that in like three days <laughs> yeah I think you were we watched part I was done four. by Wednesday <laughs> yeah we watched we watched part four on Sunday and then you were done with it by like Wednesday night or something like that yeah, so like yeah what, what's your what's your uh, mental state at after binging this franchise and like what what are your thoughts. It's actually a really interesting franchise because each movie could pretty much, well, I mean, you know, the first two are kind of together, but it seems like each movie is like individual almost. Yeah. 
Yeah, I got that too, especially with these last <clears throat> two. Yeah. Um, I think... So, a, a couple years ago, I tried to do that. But I tried to do it in a matter of, like, a couple days leading up to Christmas. Because I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm just going to push through this franchise and see what happens. And for some reason, I could have swore that I saw Part 5. And then I was watching it, and I'm like, yeah, I've never seen this before. So, I think <laughs> I... I think I watched the first three, and I think three was so bad that I just um, gave up at that point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so like, what are the what are the right. highs? <laughs> Go ahead. Right in the middle, I was just gonna say, you were gonna say what are the highs and what are the lows? It falls completely flat at part three, to the point where they kind of had to redo the whole. Th- franchise and come up with something different yeah i they did the halloween thing where you know halloween 3 was completely yeah. different yeah I, I i appreciate them doing that and kind of like sticking to it and they even have like inside jokes i guess to where it's like oh you, you saw the if you saw the previous movie you would understand that this character was in that movie you know what i mean like mm-hmm main character in four is called is named Ricky. Well, one of the main characters in four is named Ricky, but it, I, I guess it's not the same Ricky that was in the first three, even though, no. even though the one in part three is also different from the one in the first two. Yeah. And then, Ricky was, Ricky was the baby in the first one. Yeah. And then and, the second, he's an adult. And Ricky yeah. makes a, cameo in part five did you catch that was that um which part was that at the end no so part four ricky makes a cameo in part five because he's he's playing um uh santa claus at the mall the one that uh the one that noah tells like cover your shift for you or something like that He's playing the oh, other okay. Santa. So, so Clint Howard, who played Ricky in part four, makes a cameo in part five. He doesn't really do much. But uh, it, it's yes, just like... It's out of a Santa shift. Like, I don't even think they say his name in the movie. But technically in the credits, his name is Ricky. Uh, and the character Kim in this movie was also Kim in part four. So it's like, was that the same... Kim from part four or like it's the same actress the same character named Kim and she has a line that says like oh you wouldn't believe the things I've been through but it's like she doesn't mention that she was like um tried <laughs> she was almost uh uh she almost joined like a co- a coven of lesbian witches or something like that but <laughs> uh it, it's just like a line that kind of like a hint that um, you know this. This might be the same character. But... It probably, it probably is. But spoiler alert for part four. Uh, Ricky is eaten by a bunch of like giant larvae, <laughs> uh... and and somehow lived to become Santa. Become a Santa working at the mall in part five. So, <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe it's like a a multiverse thing. Maybe we haven't. I delved into the Silent Night, Deadly Night multiverse, <laughs> but um, you know, maybe, maybe we'll get there. You know, multiverses are a big thing. Uh, we got 
you know, like the Marvel movies do it and mm-hmm. everything everywhere all at once. Maybe it's time for the Silent Night, Deadly Night to spawn a multiverse. And it's like, oh, here's Ricky from you know, these three timelines coming together. <laughs> I will tell you where the multiverse started, but it'd be a spoiler alert to a movie you haven't seen yet. So I'm not going to say. Um, What movie is that? Or do you not even want to say that? No, because you're going to end up watching it eventually. Oh, interesting. It sounds like a threat. But um... <laughs> yeah, so I mean, like the highs and lows, like w- w- what's your favorite movie of the Silent Night, Deadly Night franchise? Probably the first one. You even saw the remake, didn't you? Like, what, what is that? Like? Yeah, the remake is fine. It's not great. You know, there's Malcolm McDowell as like the sheriff. That's the quick spoiler alert on that one. There is the scene where these porn stars get attacked and they find video footage and Malcolm McDowell's watching the footage and the one cop was like, alright, we can turn this off now. And he was like, no, we need to get a, a good profile. We need to see it from all angles. <laughs> Yeah, because she's just like, she's on bed naked doing okay. poses. So he. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the remake is fine. There's like, it's kind of like, this is actually a terrible comparison when I say it's fine. <clears throat> but I compare it to the 2019 Black Christmas remake in the sense that a lot of the, there's a lot of stuff in there that's like nods to the original. Like some guy's taking out the trash. He's like, "What is this garbage day?" And then there's okay. nods to the first one. Actually, they only really make nods to the first two, but I actually like when movies do that. I mean, the, like, yeah. like like you said, the 2019 Black Christmas is a terrible example because that, like, you know, the cat is clawed at, and then like you you <laughs> could do you could do that if the movie was actually good, you know? But... Yeah. I mean, like, the references are the least of that movie's problems. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, like, even in this movie, Only Deadly Night Part 5, uh, the fourth one was directed by Brian Brian Usna, who directed Society, which is a... Um, I'm not going to say too much about Society, but if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend Society because the ending is just totally nuts. Um and a lot of that carried over to Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially with, like, the the nose mask thing. Um, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, if you've, if you've seen the movie. Uh, the mask that has, like, that giant nose for who knows what. Uh, the whole, like, climax of society is in that tone. So, uh, yeah, he directed Part 4. He came back to write Part 5 along with the director, Martin, uh, Martin Kitrosser. And you know, the, like part four has a lot of like bug themes. Like it was even called bugs in the uh-huh. UK. Like the title was just bugs. It wasn't even part of this franchise in the UK. Um, which also it kind of feels like they did with the Hellraiser franchise is known for doing where they just take other scripts and it's like, well, that probably won't get made. So I wonder what would happen if we threw Cenobite, Cenobites in it and called <laughs> it a Hellraiser movie. So I feel like that's what they did with that. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you know, that 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 script is interesting. Uh, 
It might not be the best movie of all time. I wonder what would happen if we threw some Christmas elements in there and <laughs> threw it on this franchise. Uh, it kind of feels like that. So, yeah. But yeah, what, what I was saying was I, I like when movies make references to previous movies because uh, Brian Yuzna, who directed part four, wrote part five. And, you know, there's even references to like bugs in this movie with like the, the toy larva, larva which who, who would want that? Um, yeah, that was the strangest toy. And it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it it it's like a, a slight nod to previous movies and like with the the characters being like the same names and people making cameos and stuff i actually like i mean i i i've seen all five of the original movies now i haven't seen the remake yet mm-hmm. but like from what i remember i i i don't really remember part 2 and 3 i remember part 2 is like half of the first movie yeah, and, and I remember part. It's funny. Three, <laughs> I remember part three being the bad one, because, um, I I don't know that. That's kind of where the the franchise started going over the top. Uh, with like it's funny because most of them don't feel like Christmas movies a lot, and they even make a comment, and I think it's part three, where they're talking about how this is the California Christmas. Which they put that line in as an excuse to a film in California in like April, and then just pass it off as Christmas. That's actually in my notes for part five, where it's like, ha- like having it in California is just an excuse for there not to be like winter conditions or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it, part five is probably one of the ones that most feel like Christmas. Yeah, it actually does. Like in the opening scene, there's like a. Even though it doesn't take place on Christmas, it very much feels like a Christmas Eve setting. Yeah. Uh, which which I was confused by because Yeah. The the opening seems like it takes place on Christmas Eve where uh uh the the kid uh what's what's his name? Uh Derek. It's uh just a mysterious gift on uh front porch. And it feels like that's something that somebody would do on Christmas Eve. You know, I was slightly concerned because I was like, wait, this movie is starting on Christmas Eve, so <laughs> are we going to get like, a year time jump or something? It, it, I think it jumps ahead a few weeks, so it's like, are we on, like, are, are we in January now at this point? Like, is it January 10th? And if I'm not mistaken, there was a, there were presents under the tree. Yeah, like, all the signs are there that this is a Christmas Eve setting. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, in the three films that I remember, I do want to rewatch the first three this year. There's still a couple weeks till Christmas, so I might do it. Probably the remake, too. Um, like, I... Like, so- something in me has fallen in love with this franchise, and I don't know what it is, but it's just such a bizarre franchise that... Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> like it, it makes me wonder what... Halloween would have been if they kind of embraced the anthology route and kept it going. But, um, you know, I'm obviously glad they, they went back to Michael Myers, but yeah, it's like, you know, there's just so many things you could do with Christmas and like, I'm, I'm just glad this franchise kind of embraced the anthology route for two movies. And Mm -hmm. I wish I would have kept going, but 
Yeah, overall, I think it's a good franchise. Arguably, it as, when you watch it full, it feels better than Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th, only because you know how those end, they fall apart completely. Yeah. <laughs> like if it was just Nightmare 1, 2, 3, and then New Nightmare. Yeah. Then, yeah, that, that's the perfect, like, four movies. But, you know, you gotta sit through four, five, six. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, if you take the first three Nightmare on Elm Street movies, like, those are actually decent, but... Yeah. Yeah, it... it... I might even include four, because it's okay. It's just, the whole, you know, the whole... It just ruined everything that happened in part three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of, Martin Kitrosser, who wrote and directed this movie... Uh, wrote Friday the 13th Part 3 and Part 5. So he's done the good good and the bad of that franchise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. um, Yeah, Yeah, I would recommend most of them. I probably would not recommend or rewatch Part 3. Yeah, and that's... Like, that that kind of goes into how I feel about just this movie in particular, is that I, I, I like... A lot of it, <laughs> but there's not a lot of plot here. It almost feels like it's an episode of like, um, like Tales from the Dark Side or something like that, where mm-hmm. it might have benefited from being like a, um, like a just a like 40 minute TV show or something like that. Yeah, because there isn't really a lot of plot here in the first half, and it's like we're kind of just waiting for you know, boys to start killing people. And Yeah, it kind of reminded me of that American Horror Story anthology. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, something like that. But yeah, I mean I, overall I enjoy this movie, but yeah, yeah. it's it, it's like getting past the first half hour or so is rough because it's like the boy's father is killed by a toy that looks like a Pokeball, which um it's actually predated Pokemon by like five years or so. So mm. Maybe um, they might owe po- or Pokemon might owe them something. Yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> there wasn't a lawsuit. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it's like we're kind of just waiting for the plot to move along for the first half hour, and then when it finally does, it it is like two of the most bonkers, like out of left field plot twists I've ever seen <laughs> in a horror movie. <laughs> I know when I told you. It was good, but there's a side plot that just is weird and it lingers to the the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I, I don't know, because it's like the the kid, the the kid's dad who gets killed in the beginning of the movie. Uh, what, what, was his name Tom or something? I don't even know. But, I can't um, remember. I think so. Something like that. He he dies early on, so it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, it was like dope. <laughs> like I guess the toy was meant to kill Derek, but the dad was like, "You know what? You're not gonna uh, open boxes and answer the door this late at night and whatever. Like, don't open the, don't open boxes from strangers or whatever they're trying to send here." But um. Yeah, and the dad starts playing with the toy, and it just latches onto his face. And there's like an odd, uh, <laughs> very odd chain of events that yeah. lead that lead to his death. 
because you would think that like maybe the toy would do something to kill him, but it just latches onto his face and he falls over <laughs> the fireplace, <laughs> knocks, mm-hmm. a fi- knocks a fire poker over with the sharp side facing up and falls face first <laughs> onto the fire poker. <laughs> so it's not even like the toy killed him. It's it's like he was clumsy. Yeah, it's like the toy made him fall. <laughs> <laughs> the toy caused this freak accident that would never happen. Yeah. And, and that leads to his death. And it, it's hilarious and it's great and yeah, like it it, it it's horrible but it's also great, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um like do you think he knew that spoiler alert? Yeah, we're kind of getting into the spoilers right away, but it's all right. Do you think he knew that that wasn't his son? Um, yeah, I was unsure of that. Because it's like, we only get one scene with him, and he's kind of mean to him. So it's almost like that cliche where, you know, the parents kind of mean to the kid because he knows he's not his or something. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know, because... I didn't know if they do that in movies a lot. I, I was actually questioning if Derek knew that um that was his real dad or not. And I guess he thought that that was his real dad, but I Yeah. Yeah, but they they don't actually say how long Sarah was married to this guy. Um is that her name Sarah? Getting there. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but who, the the characters in this movie aren't really memorable so <laughs> um like i even yeah, she's, she's not a bad final girl no like she she's actually decent i um, think i thought the movie was like so good because i sat through <laughs> part three <laughs> and yeah. part two and it's yeah. funny part two actually has a side story too like this love story <laughs> inserted for like 15 minutes I'm surprised they have time to fit that in there, considering they were <laughs> showing the first movie before. <laughs> but um, it's funny; each one has their own little side story, except for I don't think the first one did. Like it was just pretty much to the point. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm. I'm assuming that he didn't know that was his kid. Um, but I. I think Derek was not aware of that situation. Um, yeah. Then Noah, who is actually Derek's real father, for like the first hour and ten minutes, we're just led to believe he's this creep that is just stalking this family. <laughs> yeah. And it's almost like you they because you know somebody is the toy maker, and all signs point to him at first because he's like. He's, buying he's in toys. this apartment. <laughs> yeah, he's in this hotel full of toys. So, like, oh, yeah, so this is the toy maker, obviously. Yeah, I thought he was buying toys, like, modifying them <laughs> and just yeah, own kids. Um, but do they, do they ever say why he was buying toys? It's like he knew that the guy's toys were killing people or something. Oh, so he was buying them so that the kids wouldn't get them. Yeah, he was trying. He was like modifying them. I think that's what he said. Okay. Yeah. So and and his landlord comes around and is like, "I'm gonna need 
and I need this month's rent, and I know you can't pay it, so you got to get out. And Noah's like, well, have have a toy that'll hold you over. <laughs> and it was that weird larva toy. Yeah, and he has that line where he says, it's to die for, which also, <laughs> you know, that points, um, you know, points the finger at him being a toy maker. But Yeah, because the one toy he gives him happens to be the toy, or the one toy he gives away is the one that is the killer toy. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of this movie inspiring other, uh, other media, like we talked about Pokemon, uh, how about the landlord's death is very reminiscent of the father's death in Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Um, it is. Like, the, like in that movie, Freddy's claws coming through the, the seat and everything. And in this one, <laughs> the, the larvae is just, or whatever it is, is just crawling through the car. And then the landlord starts playing with it. And it's like, I guess he's amused by it. Like you're driving. He throws it in the back seat. And then it, it like jumps in his mouth in like the most comedic and like in like a way that you would not turn your head in a car if you were driving, because um, <laughs> like his head is turned like all the way around while he's driving, and it's like yeah. it's like perfectly placed so this bug can crawl into his mouth, and that's the only way that it would be able to crawl in there, but um. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty cool death, and like his eyes get sucked through his skull. I guess the bug eats them or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it it's, it's it, it's 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 actually pretty cool, and I think it's so. So this is a weird thing I've realized about part four and five, where they're both like in debt to Halloween three season of the witch, because, um. Part four is like like that has your witches covered and like that stuff, and then yeah. and then this has like an evil toy maker like Connell Cochran with the masks, and yeah, I just thought that was a interesting um, tidbit that like th- they were going the anthology route like Halloween three did, and then uh-huh. both movies are kind of in debt to Halloween three because of the storylines they have going on. I didn't even think of that. Um, another thing. So, I wanted to mention this because I, I, I realized it last night while I was watching uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, and when I when I realized it, my hat flew off my head, and <laughs> I, because I'm not very familiar with the with the story of Pinocchio until I saw this movie. Like I, I've seen the original one when I was a kid. I'm pretty sure, but I don't remember it. Uh-huh. The character is named Joe Petto, who who runs the toy the toy store. Okay. Yeah. The old guy in Pinocchio is named Geppetto. Okay. And he has a. <clears throat> I guess we could spoil the end of the movie. He has like a a kid that is like made of at like as a toy. Named Pino, for Pinocchio. Uh-huh. Okay, so Pino, Pinocchio, Geppetto, Geppetto. You know what I mean? It, like the connections yeah. there. Uh, G- Geppetto makes it, like he builds the doll in this like workshop that he has in his basement, which is like a crawl space underneath the floor. What there is in this toy store, okay? Uh-huh. So 
this movie is pretty much a uh, like a I, I guess the horror remake of Pinocchio because there's <laughs> like the connections are there. Mm. And yeah, like the Geppetto, Geppetto, and then the Pinocchio name, and then he makes he makes a toy because he like something happens to his son, so he makes a toy and names it Pino, and you know, and Pinocchio makes a toy and calls it Pinocchio. So <clears throat> yeah, interesting. I just, yeah, I just thought that was a so like this is pretty much a remake of Pinocchio. But... Yeah, so... I never. Never would have noticed. <laughs> it was it was the name Geppetto that caught me yesterday when I was watching Pinocchio. And I was like, oh. The guy in Silent Night is named Geppetto. That's Geppetto. And Pino is Pinocchio. So and I just thought that was pretty cool. Um, another interesting thing, uh, Mickey Rooney, who plays uh, Geppetto, are you familiar with his work and other things? Um, I don't know. So he he did the voice of Santa Claus in uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town and, mm. and The Year Without a Santa Claus. Oh, okay. And when the first Silent Night, Deadly Night movie came out, people were outraged because... Oh, yeah, that movie... <laughs> It, it it ruined Christmas. It was very controversial. Yeah, it ruined Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and on the DVD, there's like, I guess they put letters on it from like in the special features from angry people who like wrote in to have this movie canceled. And mm-hmm. one of the letters is from Mickey Rooney saying that this movie should be shelved and that they should be ashamed for ruining Christmas. And then you fast forward seven years and he's pretty much the lead antagonist in the se- in in the sequel down the line. <laughs> yeah. It's uh uh it's full I- circle. Irony at its finest, but <clears throat> um yeah, so it's crazy how controversial the first one was. Yeah, cuz it's like nowadays you have like five killer Santa movies a year it seems. Yeah. So um yeah so so this toy store I guess we could talk about Joe Petto and his son Pino. Um <laughs> Yeah so these names. So it's also funny that the mother is like oh your your father died and you haven't spoke a word in 2 weeks. I'm not going to take you to therapy or anything. I'm going to take you to get a toy. I hope that works. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to um, take you to meet Anna. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it's like this weird thing where I, I, I guess they live above the toy store. Well, I, I guess Pino lives underneath the toy store and J- Joe lives above the toy store. Uh-huh. Um, and there's this, like, I, I guess it hints, I, I, it, it's, it's Noah who, like you said, knows that, um, this, Toy maker is evil or whatever, and he's trying to stop this. Like, I guess buy the toys and fix them. I guess is his. In- instead of calling the police or something, he takes it upon. I was gonna say it's a, it's like a very weird way of doing it. It's it's literally just to pad the runtime and just be like, you know, this might be the might be the toy maker, but uh, we'll we'll 
we got to make him suspicious for a while. We'll keep you guessing for a little bit, and then we'll reveal what's going on. But, yeah, uh, Noah finds... I guess he finds a picture from 1970, which was uh, 21 years prior to this movie, of, I guess, uh, Joe working on Pino, or, like, sitting with Pino doing something. It looks like he's tied down. Um, <clears throat> but Pino is the same age... And I, I, I guess in the picture, Joe is supposed to be younger, even though it doesn't really look like it. Um, which is like, you know, the first sign of like, oh, something is strange here. Because this, this kid who's supposed to be like in his 20s or something, you know, hasn't aged in 21 years. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but they don't really reveal that until the end, until later on, but... And they also don't really hint at anything else. It's just like that one thing thrown in there that hints that this is uh, that that something is weird here. I like did that fake out too. Uh, which one is that? Where um, Pino was pushed on the stairs and presumably dead. Oh yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Because uh, Pino and uh, Joe get into a fight and. I, I guess that's supposed to be like the turning point of Joe, and then he goes on mm -hmm. this like killing spree, and he's like, "Oh well, I'm gonna go to <laughs> I'm gonna go to my old house and unleash these toys on these people that are having sex." Which we'll get into that scene in a little bit too, because that is wild, bizarre to say the least. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah. Like it, it seems like that's the turning point because he accidentally kills his son, but then it's revealed that I, I, I guess Joe was killed off screen via a black eye, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's just like a disturbing reveal. They don't actually like show it anything wrong with him except that he has a black eye. But oh uh, yeah, so what else do you got about this movie? It we we could talk about we talk about the plot twist a little bit, yeah. but you know Derek's running around. The he's running around following this kid, and then he finally goes to his house, and he's trying to get into the house and the babysitter. And it's like no, you can't come in, and she proceeds to tell <laughs> this strange man that's seemingly crazy where the mother works at. Yeah, like the exact location. Or like... exact location, exact floor. <laughs> I'm like, if this man... <laughs> it's like, oh, you're... As a random man shows up, you never met him. Why would you do that? Yeah, it's like, you're too creepy to get into the house and talk to the kid. But here, here's the location of where his mother works. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, they don't actually say that... Um... Like, she knows, like, they don't say that she knows about his situation, because, I mean, I guess that would be something, like, maybe if she knew. But, I mean, it still looks like a weird, like, domestic violence stalking situation, if that was, yeah. if that was her ex. So even then, like, just mind your own business and just don't give away that type of information. Yeah, and... And he gets to her, her like where she works. She's walking through the parking deck, like 
no cars are around. Like, there's a few cars around. I'm assuming it's just the people that were on the set. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, Mark, the camera guy, go park your car over here. So <laughs> it looks like we got people here. Um, but yeah, um, he 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 like chases her into the parking deck, and she notices him, and then she runs away. And it's also like that's a false fake out scene too, because yeah, like when she sees him. Uh, it, it it it's it's plot twist number one because they just start making out, um, <laughs> and it's like it's like I thought that she was gonna like kill her or something or or you know this is a, a Silent Night Deadly Night movie we don't know where this is gonna go because in the first movie like there's actually like rape in this movie which is unfortunate because no one likes that in movies uh, mm-hmm. or in, or in general no one likes it but um, yeah but uh. Yeah, like I thought maybe we were going there, but like it's it's definitely mutual. And then it's like, I guess he went to the military or something. Like he he knew he had a son or something and left for the military or something like that. Uh, no, no, mm-hmm. no, it, it wasn't that because she was pregnant. While he was in the military, or it, it it was something like that. Like she didn't tell him that she was that she yeah. was pregnant. Yeah. Um. The only thing he knew is that she had a kid, and it like matched up with the time that they were together. I guess because, um, like when he's playing Santa at the mall, um, he sees uh, Derek and Sarah in line, and that's when he takes uh <clears throat> he takes Ricky's uh shift. And that's a terrible way to try to talk to your kid for the first time. Yeah, because it's like she just like he, like uh, Derek's sitting on his lap and he's just uh, like holding on to his hand and like won't let go and won't say anything to him. And yeah. I don't think Sarah realizes that it's him. No, she just like pulls him away and it's like I'd be like calling the cops or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like reporting that Santa Claus for grabbing onto my kid. Like you got to do something like that. Um, I wonder how he even found out about him. But then he also found out about the guy's murder at the beginning of the movie. Well, she dropped. Maybe that. Maybe that's how he found out. You hear about this murder. It's like, oh, that's um my ex, and oh, they have a kid, and then oh, that lines up. <laughs> I, I guess, but yeah, like the first time we see him, like he's just camped outside of their car and they don't really explain <clears throat> or camped outside of their house, but yeah, they don't really explain why he, why he's there or anything, you know? Yeah. Um, or like how he found out about it, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, so th- they start making out in the, the, the parking garage of her job. So like, you know, her coworkers are, Bound to be around. And, Somebody's got to be getting off work soon. <laughs> and they're, they're or going to lunch. Yeah, it's like you can't. You wouldn't believe what I just saw Sarah doing on my lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and they just start like going to town for seemingly like I I I don't know. It, it it's it's just the most bizarre plot twist. Well we'll get to the most bizarre, but one of the most bizarre plot twists I've ever seen in, in a horror movie. Cause it, 
doesn't really have a reason for being here. Mm-mm. But it's um, yeah, like it, just to pad the runtime, I guess we. Kind of... It's funny because we get two sex scenes and they like show up at the same time. Yeah. And they just linger. <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess we could talk about the other one that's yeah. intertwined with this one. I guess it's Kim. The babysitter. Is, is that Kim? Kim? Yeah, is that her name? From the... um. That's not the one from the last movie, right? Um, I, I, I thought it might be. It might not be. I'm not sure. Because the side characters start blending together, so... Regardless, the, the the babysitter or somebody is sleeping with her boyfriend in uh, Sarah's bed, uh, while this kid is right next door in the same in the same house. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's like intertwined with the other sex scene, and it's like this. I mean, they're both weird, but it's like this one is more weird because this is where Joe shows up to the house dressed as Santa Claus after uh, Pino was seemingly killed. And he just drops toys off in the doorway. Yeah. And we also see that that Derek, the the kid, can hear this stuff and he doesn't like it because uh, you know, first off, he's just a kid. Um, And his mom and his stepdad were doing that the night that uh, he got killed. And mm-hmm. I, I guess, you know, kind of... It's too close to home. All the movies do that. Like they're, anti- like they're anti-sex or something? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, from what I remember about the, the, the first one, it does that too. The first one definitely does it. Pretty sure the... The remake does it too. Yeah, I think all most of them do. Yeah. Um Yeah, and yeah, so one of these it, it's it's just like a toy arm. And it's like what what are these toys for one thing? And it's <laughs> it's a toy arm that's just like crawling up the bed. And it starts touching no. <laughs> Go ahead. Now, when I was watching this scene, I was like the person filming this that has to be the hand. Oh my god. Because <laughs> it's like the hand, the arm reaches to the end of the screen, so you know somebody's playing the hand. Yeah, you would you would assume. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, can you imagine, like, the two actors, you have this third person playing the hand off camera, <laughs> they're, like, off camera, or they're in, like, a green screen suit or something. Yeah, I, I think it was just off off screen i don't think they had <laughs> the budget to do a green screen suit or anything like that but yeah and it's like touching him and he's like oh well, you never touched me there before <laughs> <laughs> and the hand starts moving and he's like he's like oh, he's like put it back why'd you move and you could tell she's just like uh hands are right here and yeah then the hand starts touching her and I mean, whatever, whatever this hand is doing, it's doing it right. And, yeah. and <laughs> you know, Joe Petto should be uh, working in the, the sex toy industry. Because whatever he's doing, like, these, these people are, are enjoying it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so it starts touching her. And, yeah, it's like this hand is touching them, 
better than they've ever touched each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I'm not even sure where the reveal is in, in when they start realizing that these that this hand is fake. I don't even remember where that comes in at. But they just get killed by these toys, and it's it's hilarious. I think she actually survived. Oh yeah, she did because she comes. Yeah, because she's like, uh, uh, Harold is dead or whatever his name is, and yeah, she barely survived, but she did. But it's like, it's like these little toy, um, <laughs> these toy army men that actually like shoot people. <laughs> I really like that part. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it it's surprisingly well done for this like straight to DVD sequel. Um, uh, like it sounds so dumb, and it kind of is because these toys are just shooting them. But it's it's entertaining. I really liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It 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 walks that line perfectly between like, uh, you know, funny and horror because this is very much a comedic comedy like we're five movies into this stupid franchise yeah and it it somehow actually works without being horrible Um, yeah uh, i'm actually on imdb right now i'm looking at the tagline for this movie it makes no sense um (laughs) it says he's home but he's not alone oh it's a play on home alone why (laughs) (laughs) because christmas yeah i i I don't know that that's weird it's like they just kind of (laughs) like oh we we got home alone we'll uh kind of just throw that on because like never is this kid like home alone or anything i mean He's not even really chased by toys. Like, he's kidnapped. No. <laughs> There's no traps to be put up. <laughs> and I, I can't help but notice they put this kid on the cover. Looks very reminiscent to Kelly... Or, uh... uh what's his name? McKelly Culkin? Yeah, McKelly Culkin. I was going to call him Kelly Culkin, and I was like, that's not right. Um, <laughs> McKelly Culkin. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, it looks very reminiscent to him. Yeah, they knew what they were doing with the marketing in this one. Um, no, I was expecting, by the poster, I was expecting stuffed animals to start walking around, too. Yeah, that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, you know, kind of like the Chucky remake yeah, like, or something like that, that. That's what it looks like, because the poster has like a bunch of like stuffed animals behind him. And then talk about a missed opportunity to make a Christmas movie out of Child's Play. Because it's set right after Christmas. Yeah. Still mad about that because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- this toy comes out December 26th. <laughs> yeah, like the first week of January. Yeah, something like that. Whatever it is. <laughs> um, yeah. Awful. Yeah, so yeah, the the sex scene goes on. They get, you know, attacked by these toys. Like, the guy has like this big like metal uh it looks like a spaceship or something just like latched <laughs> latched on to him uh yeah like like we said it 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 walks that fine line between stupid and you know great and it actually works surprisingly 
Um, mm -hmm. Very surprised this is only has a 4.4 out of 10 on IMDb because you could do a lot worse than this, as we've seen. Yeah, I think it's like one of those things where it's just so deep into this straight to DVD franchise that it's like people just don't really give it a chance. But mm -hmm. I, 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 I think part four and five will make it to my uh, early uh, Christmas list, like Christmas watch yeah. list. Um, I think one, four, and five. I might include two, only because two gives me closure on vengeance that needed to happen, the first one that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I do want to... Because, I don't know if you remember Mother Superior. Mm hmm But she was awful. <laughs> Yeah, I do need to rewatch those because I I do really because uh, yeah. I remember watching them. I just don't really fully remember like the plots or anything. But I do want to check them out. I actually pre-ordered uh, the 4K because they're releasing uh, three, four, and five on 4K next week. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I pre-ordered it on Amazon, <clears throat> and then I canceled it because it said it wouldn't be here until January second. So I'm, mm. I'm like, yeah, well. That's going to be too late for me to care about that. So, yeah. Ooh, watching part three in 4K. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't really work. But four and five on 4K. Actually, <laughs> it's also one of those things that. <laughs> do these movies really need to be on 4K? <laughs> I want part one remastered because there's parts in the movie that are like shot or recorded through videotape. Yeah. And it's like they couldn't they couldn't remaster it for some reason. Yeah. Or they I, shot I death scenes in like a different format. Yeah. I don't know if it's to hide hide the budget or something. But yeah, it's like it gets dark and grainy and then it goes back to the remastered stuff. Yeah, I'll keep an eye out for that. The same thing happened with that movie curtains that we've been talking about for the past few weeks on the <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Um like it's it's on Peacock, but it's in like VHS quality. And I found I found <laughs> it. Someone uploaded it on, on YouTube, and like it's not perfect quality or anything, but it's a lot better than the VHS quality. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. Yeah. So let's talk about this kid, uh, who gets killed. Well, he doesn't get killed. It's attacked by roller skates, pretty much. Um. <laughs> so. Ricky is I forgot about that part. Ricky. So Derek is given a gift uh once again on the porch cuz I guess uh Pino keeps dropping off these gifts trying to ki to kill Derek. Um <laughs> cuz I mean he uh, Pino breaks into the house earlier so there's that whole side plot of that they used to live in that house and then they got kicked out. And yeah. Um now they live at the toy store. And it's like, you know what? Why don't you sell your toy store and then <laughs> get a job and then you can afford this house? <laughs> yeah. But exactly. You don't have to break in. <laughs> but um yeah, he breaks into the house, he sees that picture of of Sarah and yeah, so he's the one who's delivering these gifts. And uh I guess Derek is like suspicious of the gift. And he tries to throw it out the window, but he just can't open this window. 
So <laughs> he's, he has to sneak out. Like vaulted strut. Yeah. He has to sneak outside, sneak it into the trash can, and then I guess, I guess it'd be like his cousin or something, like sees him throw throw away the the gift, and is like, "Oh, this is for me," and he takes it, and it's <laughs> it's roller skates, which uh, happen to fit him somehow, even though Derek and this kid are, uh, you know, significantly different in age. Uh, the roller yeah. the roller skates still fit him, and then. It's revealed that there's like rockets on the <laughs> on on <laughs> on these uh roller skates and it's like there are you know certain ways that you can kill a kid by giving them a gift but I don't think you know roller skates with rockets on them is the most efficient No because it's like Definitely not <laughs> It's like if you just lay down something like you won't move on the roller skates <laughs> Like it'll be it'll be shooting the rockets and stuff, but like you won't be moving. But it's yeah. it's like this kid just cannot stop. Like he won't just lay down or something, or like kick off the roller skates or something. Um, I I just feel like there's many other ways, like you know, an, an exploding teddy bear or something, or you know, like the poster shows, like a teddy bear that tries to stab you or something like that. Like that would be yeah, that would be a, a nice. I was waiting for that scene. Yeah, that that'd be that'd be like a nice efficient <laughs> be a nice efficient way of killing a kid. But I feel like you know, these roller skates are just a stupid way of doing it. Um and it's hilarious because he <laughs> he gets shot off into the street, gets hit by a car <laughs> going like twenty miles an hour, and you think that he died, and then it just cuts to him. <laughs> In in like a full body cast, <laughs> and like agony, yeah. <laughs> and it's such like an over the top thing that would happen when you're hit by a car going at a very slow speed. Like I don't know, I've never been hit by a car. Like that would happen on a sitcom. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Like I've never been hit by a car or anything, but it's not. No. It's not like he, like hit his head on the car or something like it's like he gets hit and like rolls on top of the hood of the car and then he's in like a full body cast and it's like every bone <laughs> every bone in his body has been broken and <laughs> it's like oh the humanity <laughs> um yeah it, it, it's just hilarious um that's not supposed to be hilarious but it is yeah and uh, I, I guess we could talk about the climax of the film. Um, some might say we already talked about the climax of the film because of that, that duo sex scene. But uh, yeah, get it climax. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so. I don't know it. I, it's it's a situation where uh, Joe Petto uh, kidnaps Derek and takes him to the toy store. And then Sarah gets home, and she's like, I guess she's told by the babysitter where he went. That's probably the only reason they kept her alive, is so that she could relay the information. Yeah. And then she's, like, hanging on to life. (laughs) Yeah. And then they leave her there at the house. Like, the toys are still inside. Yeah, that's true. They didn't uh, didn't quite um, do anything about that, but... uh, well, I guess the woman, I don't know if it was her mom or whoever, somebody she was living with, 
came outside. Well, well, and they were like, "Oh, call the police!" Yeah, or send the police. Yeah, send the police where? <laughs> yeah, they did that so that that Noah could actually go to the toy store too, because yeah, I think he's told to stay with the babysitter who's been stabbed and mm-hmm. shot and you know all that stuff and penetrated in more ways than one. Bitten. Um, <laughs> yeah, bitten in more ways than one too. But uh, yeah, and then the, the the neighbor just walks into the movie and is like. I'll take care of you. Noah, you go to the toy store. <laughs> and then and then the neighbor and this girl are just written out of the movie and never yeah. never to be seen again. Um, Hopefully they made it because she made it through a cult and she couldn't make it through killer toys. That was it. Yeah. It's a shame. I'm sure. Well, she well, she hates Christmas now. <laughs> she moved to a different town only to be attacked by toys. Yeah, on Christmas. So... <laughs> um. But uh, but yeah. So they go, they get to the toy store, and you know, there's like a, I guess Derek is being kept in this sack, and then uh, <laughs> and um, I, I don't I I I don't even know really what happens. It it's it's revealed that Joe Petto was killed, and it, yeah. it's like, oh well, that's weird because he just took uh took my kid and. He's right behind me, and they, they mentioned it earlier that Pino likes making masks. So I guess he made a mask of of uh, Pedo, and he is able to like sync them up to his AI face, and it's revealed that he's actually a robot, uh, a robot toy thing, and that's that's why he didn't age in twenty years. And, uh-huh. I guess he just wants like a, a mother and i think his um definition of a mother is different than uh you know what a normal mother does because <laughs> yeah um I, I think he got like a wife and a mother mixed up <laughs> i think so too or something like that because yeah because i guess he wants to 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 sleep with sarah <laughs> Instead of like just being her son, and uh-huh. in order to do this, he has to kill Derek, and then he, you know would take the position of Derek. I guess is the idea. But yeah, it's strange. Yeah, so this plot twist in Silent Night Deadly Night Part Five: The Toy Maker, it is that Pino is a robot toy who has no genitalia and wants to sleep with a woman who he wants to be his mother. And it's like, what are we doing in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> where do we, where did this come from? How do we get here? Yeah. Like, and then you remember which franchise we're watching. Yeah. And it's like, even in this movie, like the, 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 <laughs> the, the tone of this is just so out of left field. And, no, I actually think it makes the movie a lot better than it would have been without it because it, it's like so off the wall and so bonkers that you just have to appreciate and applaud what they are doing with this franchise <laughs> and this movie. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he starts taking off his clothes and it turns out Pino uh, has no Pino and he's just like, oh. he's just like a, um, there's a joke he made too. He was like, he made, he can make anything. And then they, 
give a close-up shot. It's like, well, almost anything. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Because <laughs> the camera like pans down. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, are they going to show like a... It's not going to be like... Show it poke out. <laughs> it's not going to be like X, but... <laughs> well, I, I was... I was too taken aback by the way they explain this situation because it's like <laughs> you were too appalled. Because <laughs> the the way Pino explains like how this like how he's able to work and everything, it's like I think he says something like this, that, and that, and it just shows like these different wires and everything. Mm-hmm. It's almost like again, like in Halloween three when they explain how they're doing it, it's like oh. Like, 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 what's final processing? And it's like, oh, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And it's like, how'd you get stone? And that's it. How'd you, how'd you get Stonehenge here? And it's like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's something like that where it's like, they have no idea how to explain <laughs> how this is working. So hmm. he's, just, they just don't. <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, that, that's controlling me and that's controlling me and that's controlling me and that, that's how, that's how it works. <laughs> and now are you glad that Pino was the villain because we had three options uh y- you know what with, with the plot twist they delivered uh I think it I think it pays off <laughs> yeah very fulfilling uh villain um I wouldn't like it if Joe Petto was the villain because I'm like oh that's kind of lame a little bit too much on the nose I guess yeah but yeah, because once he killed his son, I was like, "Oh crap, he's the killer. Yeah, he's the toy maker. I mean, he he is the toy maker, but he he's not the killer." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I I guess I like how Noah is like almost like the saving saving grace of <laughs> of the movie, <laughs> where yeah, he's. I mean, he he's really a superhero because he can't afford to pay his rent because he buys all these toys to try to save mm-hmm. to save kids <laughs> across the city. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess Joe's motivation is that like his wife was pregnant or something and died, and it's like if 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 I can't have a family, then nobody can. So I guess he just tries to kill kids across the city. Which he was arrested for previously, and the city uh-huh. the city let him open up a toy store again, and make toys and sell them. So that's uh, what city is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no one bothered to shut him down. Um, you know, no one because you know like there are laws to where it's like you know if if you do this you you're not allowed within five hundred feet of a school, and yeah. You know, I feel like he would fall into that uh, type of type of clause to where it's like, you know what? Definitely. You tried to kill kids with toys, so now you're banned from opening <laughs> opening up any more toy stores. <laughs> but yeah, so um, uh, Pino tries to you know bang Sarah, I guess, and she stabs him in the head with a screwdriver. Um. They pretty much end up killing him. Uh, Pino tries to kill uh, Derek, who's in the Santa sack, but he ended up um, escaping. Now, this part kind of irritated me. 
only because he's stabbing like you know your son's in there and she's like no don't do it you could be my son but she's just standing there what do you mean like like she's not trying to attack him or stop him oh yeah because she could have like you know tried to break her son out but and that also happens when he cut he gets out of I don't know, apparently we thought we were supposed to think that... What's his name? Uh, Noah? Yeah, we're supposed to think he died. Yeah. When he got crushed by those boxes, but then he gets back up. And she's just, like, watching him fight. And he's losing the fight, and she's just watching him. <laughs> well, I mean, they're, they're not together, so I don't, I don't think she really cares about him. I think she just wants to get out of... Uh... That situation, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So I, I don't know. They, they, they kill Ricky or, or not Ricky. They kill uh, Pino, and yeah, and th- there's like a fake out scene because he like malfunctions and uh, he grabs. Mm-hmm. Um, he, 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 he's on the ground and he grabs Sarah's leg as they're leaving, and then she just like stomps his head in, and you know breaks his. He has going on up there, breaks him into pieces. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and it's like a very abrupt ending because uh, Sarah and Noah and Derek are leaving, and it's like one of the eyes on one of the robots just like lights up, mm-hmm. and it's like kind of hints at a sequel to this thing, even though this has become an anthology franchise, so I don't think there was ever an intention on following this up with anything. Um, yeah. Now, there's two things about the ending. There's the one part where he, Derek starts talking again. Oh, yeah. He got, his voice, he got his voice back. And then there's this cheesy part. He was like, who is that? talking about Noah, and then they all, like, they both start smiling laughing. We'll tell you when we get home. <laughs> yeah, like, they're gonna go home after this and just have... Just the... So they're gonna go home, and they're family now. Well, you know, what they're gonna do is they're gonna go home and get killed by those toys. So... Yeah. That's, well, yeah. That's why there was no sequel, because they left those toys in the house and they're <laughs> gonna go home and get killed by them. <laughs> but, I mean, if you, if you remember... I guess if the toys were... If they dispose of the toys, I guess they're a family now. If you if, <laughs> if you remember from earlier, um, this family, I guess, keeps killer toys because um, they keep the Santa Claus that latched on to the father's face. Yeah. They keep that just sitting on a shelf. Like, oh, this was the final toy that your father played with. <laughs> Let's keep it. <laughs> And Noah, on the other hand, like he, you know, also collects toys and whatnot. So, yeah, I'm I'm sure that they'll work something out, and they have a big display of the killer toys from Opeto's shop. But, mm-hmm. right in the living room, I'm sure. And then this scene with the the robot's eyes lighting up. You know, a lot of movies from, like the 80s and 90s to have this like fake out ending yeah where, oh it's not all over 
And, you know, you see it a little bit today. Like, Child's Play remake, they have the Chucky's eyes, the doll's eyes turned red. That's on the shelf. So you know that he's still in there. Well, I, I think back then it might have been like a, a rule amongst studios to... Um... Like... The horror movies had to do that. Yeah, like every horror movie has to have a sequel, or you or you have to tease a sequel. I think that. And it's like I think it almost started with Black Christmas, with the phone ringing. The movie solved, and everything's ending. And then you pan up to the attic, and the bodies are still there. And then he's talking. He starts talking again. Yeah, even uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which. Um, Mm-hmm. came out the same year as Black Christmas like that um you know Leatherface is like dancing at the end of that movie or whatever um yeah and you know the ending of Black Christmas is perfect though yeah i agree that's one of the best ones and yeah and you know and even halloween yeah and you know, it's like oh michael got up yeah every slasher or horror franchise in the 80s and 90s like they had to be <laughs> something else like you weren't allowed to finish this movie if it didn't tease a sequel so yeah i think that's where it comes from um i remember west craven got mad because he had to do that with nightmare on elm street yeah and even halloween like they claim that it wasn't a tease for a sequel but like that's that's what it is you know (laughs) yeah that's that's the scene (laughs) yeah but um but yeah so yeah they, they tease something here it obviously never went anywhere uh, nor do I think it should have went anywhere. I think it uh, no. kind of wrapped up this, you know, stupid fun horror movie perfectly. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's like I said, it, it it it's slow in the beginning, but yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's a great, not not great, but I think it's a, a fun uh, horror movie that probably, like I said, will probably make. Um, rotation every year mm-hmm. but yeah I'll probably keep it on mine too mm-hmm. but yeah um, <clears throat> you have anything else about this movie no I don't think so okay uh, would you like to jump into our recommendations mm-hmm. Time to recommend some things you and me were recommending. All right, what do you got? Oh, you forgot to hit the microphone. Oh, yeah, I did. I'll I'll do it (laughs) next week. All right, so I went to the movies last night. Oh. And I thought, oh, I'm about to go watch this cute um, Christmas rom com. Is that movie called Spoiler Alert? Oh, okay. And it was... Go ahead. I was hurt. <laughs> Is that that movie with uh, Jim Parsons or whatever? Yeah. Um, the Big Bang Theory? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was hurt because I was led to believe I was going to an innocent Christmas movie. Where all it's just like a... You know, just a fun Christmas romance movie. Where it might be a little sad, but then nothing crazy and that's not what i got <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah i mean it's it's christmas movie 
in a sense, because there's Christmas in it. But it's like the Fault in Our Stars type of movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I didn't expect that. I've I've heard about that movie, but I, yeah, like I haven't seen any trailers or anything. No, I didn't see any trailers either. And Fandango made me think it's just a Christmas movie. Hmm. But they lied about. But it's very good. They didn't promote the heartbreak. <laughs> it's a very good movie. And both of them. It's Jim Parsons and Ben Aldridge. Mm-hmm. They were great. Okay. And Sally Field was good too. She played the mom. But yeah, I, it was really good. I just didn't expect. I didn't expect it. I obviously can't say too much because the wound's still fresh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. I did not go to the movies last night, but I did watch the new uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to recommend that. Um, yeah, it's a story of Pinocchio. Like, you know, this. That should be a Christmas movie, too. I, I, I mean, <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night 5 is the Christmas version of Pinocchio. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, the story of Pinocchio, this doll is made that. You know, when it lies, its nose grows and all this and that. Uh, uh-huh. It's actually pretty dark, which uh, I, I expected. But, you know, like, when you compare it to, like, the lighthearted uh, Disney Pinocchio, uh, this one actually goes places that uh, that one doesn't. And, um, uh-huh. yeah, I don't want to spoil this one either. But, um, yeah, it, it's stop motion. And, um, you know, between... Uh, the house and um, uh, what, what's that other stop motion? Wendell and something, whatever the one the mm-hmm. nightmare before uh, Christmas director <laughs> um, and Mad God, like the, like stop motion has been uh, thriving this year, which I'm a sucker for stop motion. So um, this movie seemed to be right up my alley and it's so far, it's one of my favorites of the year. Um, it's uh, mm. it's and I haven't watched any of those, so that's a shame. It's Wendell and Wild is what the other one is. Um, I just have stop motion night and watch all of them. <laughs> three of them are on Netflix. Uh, the House, Wendell mm. and Wild, and Pinocchio are on Netflix. Mad God is on Shutter. That that like mixes, uh, live action in there too. But oh, okay. Still, um, I want to rewatch that one. I don't. I remember watching it, but I don't have it on my list of year ranking because I don't know where to put it. So I want to rewatch it. But it's like one of those movies where the director's been working on it for like 30 years, so you don't want to say that it's not that good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So his masterpiece at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll probably rewatch it. I think it's a short movie from what I remember. So, um, yeah, I'll probably rewatch it by the time uh, the year's up. It's only eighty-four minutes. I'm looking at it now, but but yeah. Um, so uh, would you like to take it away with the wheel? Yeah, we're going back to the wheel for our Christmas horror spectacular. <laughs> we only have two Christmas episodes left. Mm-hmm. 
And then we got to do um, Terror Train. Yeah, that's that's the plan. So we have To All a Good Night. That's one of the 80s slasher movies. Silent Night 2021. Not the remake of Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, a Christmas Horror Story. Christmas Bloody Christmas that was just released, I think, this week. Yeah. To streaming and theaters, which the mean one should have done, but it didn't. I think that's coming out next week to streaming. So we might end up doing that one. And then Silent Night, Deadly Night, because why not? We're at the end, so why not jump to the beginning? Yeah, why not? And compare. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to press spin. All right. Did you push it? Mm-hmm. All right. Boom. All right, so we got a Christmas horror story. Ooh, okay. All right, yeah, so we got... Which is the Christmas version of Trick or Treat, pretty much. Yeah, it's like an anthology story. Mm-hmm. It's like these stuff take place in the same town or whatever. Yeah, I remember watching that. I wasn't a fan of it, but I am a fan of the poster. The poster is great. But Did you already rewatch that one this year? No, I watched it again last year. I didn't know if you already watched it this year and were um, going to watch it again for the podcast. <laughs> no, it ended up making my yearly rotation. It's kind of like Sugar Treat, where I didn't like it the first time, but then when you watch it again and you kind of know what it what it is, it's better. Okay. Yeah, I, I plan on rewatching it this year anyway, so that'll give me an uh, excuse to do so. So. All right, so did uh, you have anything else for this episode? No. All right. Um, yeah, so uh, rate and review wherever you uh, listen to the podcast. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, you can. We are um, at Santamira After Dark on Instagram. On Twitter, we are at Santamira AD Pod. And uh, through there, you can find our personal media accounts and until next time i'm jeremy i'm steven and curfew is now in session say hello to friends you know and everyone you meet oh the mistletoe is hung where you can see some